Real close. We are at the pocket. Um, a shared universe. A shared universe in Red Bank. In Red Bank. Oh, we're oh, live. Wow. You see how yeah. yours? Uh, you see how your microphone, this part? I do. Can adjust. Yeah. Tilt it. Bend back it up. So that yeah. it's facing your your actual. Bow. There you go. Like that. Yeah. Cool, oh, don't man. Don't worry about it saying live. It's just it's literally just. Yeah. Before. I see. Okay. It's <clears throat> great. It's great. Everything's good. Cool, man. Ask me questions. All right. <laughs> Let's introduce the show, everybody. Wait, I'm falling. Right. <laughs> Wait, falling. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start. Come on, let's go. Welcome back to the Steel Mace Nation podcast, everybody. My name is Fred Moore, and once again, my ho- uh, my guest is Andrew Emsley, a.k.a. Sleepy Monkey Man. Everybody loves that handle, the Sleepy Monkey Man. Um, Andrew, you've been on the show the most out of everybody, and there's a reason for that. Uh. It's because... You have a lot to say, and in all the previous episodes that we have done, you have talked about so many deep things, but you never really shared much about your training style or anything like that, and I think this is an appropriate time because Andrew has a workshop coming up in February, and um, it's a very extensive workshop, and you 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 know, you helped me out with uh, understanding it a little bit. We spent a few hours training this morning, and we went over a lot of the stuff, and you shared some some little tidbits of what you're going to go over. And I think this is going to be fascinating. And I really want people to pay attention to what you got to say today because you are a gem when it comes to the training. <laughs> yeah, I know. You are a gem. Thank a you, diamond, man. a diamond in the rough, whatever. Um, He's so sweet. You're 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 gonna have a lot to offer. So thanks for coming back on. Thank you, man. And uh, thank you for having us, Christian Cords over there, uh, producer. We are at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio in Red Bank, New Jersey. They're new uh, duds here. It's really awesome here. Thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, so Andrew, let's uh, let's talk about this. Um, what do you got right coming on. up? What's the date? And what are you gonna be training people on? So yeah, uh, February 12th, Saturday, February 12th in Branchburg, New Jersey at Mike Wolfert's Martial Strength Training Academy from 9 to 5. So I'll be spending a good eight hours with folks uh, doing a seminar on some of the introductory principles of the Sleepy Monkey system. Um, Large in part, most of what the traditional study of Sleepy Monkey entails is kind of private and a little secret secret, but we are we're bringing it out, man. There's a lot of going on in the world, a lot of really uh, chaotic and uncertain energies floating around a lot of people are struggling uh, to maintain uh, sanity and now kind of more than ever the practices are needed and so yeah man we're going to teach people some things all right you well you said uh you know secretive and and just to elaborate on that if i may because we already kind of talked about this prior to the podcast 
like I mentioned, we train together and you show me some of your stuff. You you have a very interesting outlook on how you train people as being a coach. You know, people come to you to work with you, which takes effort. They got to get in their car or whatever. They got to get to you. They got to spend time with you. They're paying for your services and all that stuff. And you don't share what you teach with those people, your, your students, your clients. You don't share it on Instagram and show everything uh, it's all you're you're res- you're respecting the fact that you have people that are paying for this knowledge and everything. Yeah, and I think that that's an important thing because a lot of people are always looking to ham it up, right? They're yeah. looking to ham it up on on Instagram. Oh, well, let me show you everything. Sh- show everybody what I got. But then a lot of people are just going to take your stuff and not even pay for it, and and devalues it. Devalues what your clients are getting. Right? Yeah, and you know. Um We are living in an age of fast food. Oh, yeah. And fast food is is good. I mean, I'm not going to knock it. Like, we all have come to a place in life where we needed fast food at some point in time. Fast food does serve a purpose. Fast food gets us from point A to point B sometimes. Uh, It's only when our diet becomes exclusively fast food that we start to find issues and in the fitness world there's a lot of fast food and it was needed and it is needed because we need to introduce people to fitness we need to introduce people to different ways of fitness the fitness um, community in general is a uh, it's toxic uh, a lot of the images we see on magazines and, you know, the the dudes and gals that we see in movies these days are, and I've talked about this before, are, are just like, they're CGI'd, they're, they're doing these workout routines that are unattainable. And they're also enhanced with like, stuff. Yes, like crazy. Um, and so it really turns a lot of people away. So on one hand, we need to be putting ourselves out there. We need to be sharing with the world that fitness can look like many different things. There's a lot of different ways to become healthy and to stay healthy. Uh, And yet at the same time, when we are working human to human, if you're my coach, you can see things that I can't. I can see things that you can't. Even if you're in front of a mirror, right? It's uh, it just it's the way it works. So we're doing a whole lot of mobile coaching, a whole lot of camera stuff, a whole lot of finding videos on YouTube and on Instagram, and it's great. But it's also dangerous mm-hmm. because practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent, and there's a whole. Um, there's a whole lot of bad neuroprogramming happening in an effort to attain fitness. Hmm. And there's that old saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And so, you know, I know that this isn't a popular opinion. Um, but the sleepy monkey practice is, is, is equally austere as it is irreverent. So we're goofy. I mean, come on. 
<laughs> you know me better than a lot of people. We're goofy as it gets. But there is a sincerity and an austerity that we bring to the practice, yeah. uh, a respect, because we are learning things that are as old as time itself. These traditions, some of these traditions, some of these practices go back thousands of years. And you can't. You can't learn the nuance and the subtleties that actually make what it is what it is. You can't learn that stuff through a video. You can't learn that stuff through a book. It can only be taught person to person. Um, and so it harkens back to the tradition of teaching. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, right. if I may just point something out, just, just um, when we were training this morning, and, you know, you're a coach, and I'm a coach, and, you know, we like to help each other out. You know, we like to test each other. We like to um, see, you know, hey, what do you think? Does this work? So I presented something to you. Yeah. And I said, hey, I'm working on this little detail here uh, to train my clients, and I want your opinion, Andrew, because I trust, you know, what – what you what you know and um you tried out some things and you picked up on something and it was excellent and i was like yes all right i knew there was something there i just didn't know what it was i was my eye wasn't picking it up the subtle little movement pattern right that we were talking about that's right and how are you going to teach how are you going to how are you going to learn that on a video or yeah. a book or something like that yeah and um you know the other Plus to that was that two coaches that, you know, have two different ways of coaching get to share information, which just bolsters everybody up. Yeah. Now, where does the name Sleepy Monkey come from? Because it's not just a, a name that you pulled out of a hat because you feel like a, a monkey, right? And you're sleepy all the time. I, I never <laughs> see you never seem tired to me. So I really don't. <laughs> so where's that name come from? What's that all about? Because um, that's interesting. So the name the name is a reference to the philosophical lifestyle that we live in Sleepy Monkey. And that's the interesting Who's we? My students, myself, um, and do you have somebody that you learned Sleepy Monkey from? So I have a teacher, I have a a, a a teacher who's incredibly dear to my heart uh, mm -hmm. that I've been training and studying with for a decade. Uh, however, no. So Sleepy Monkey is the culmination of several different currents of study brought together. Sleepy Monkey as a system is new. What's taught in Sleepy Monkey is not new at all. And it's possibly even thousands of years old? Correct. Wow. Um, the name Sleepy Monkey is about being just a relaxed monkey. And I, I mean that when I say like monkey, I mean like monkey. Man, Jesus, right in the scriptures, talks about heaven being right in front of us. And he says, the way into heaven is with the heart of a child. You know, we talk, we read Genesis, we, we read about being in the garden. 
You know, we read about the fall of man. Uh, and it's funny because we read this, this story, and when we look at it, uh, not from a historical perspective, but from the perspective of our own lives, we can, we can see the story recapitulated in our own life, being born into this world, right? Being born into what should be a paradise, and then very quickly learning the difference between good and bad, us versus them, right? Uh, me versus you, and all of these distinctions, and eventually through, we, we get kicked out of the garden into the world of work, where the snake bites our heel and where we labor in pain for our food. But that's not where the story ends. You know, we're the only species on the planet that stops playing. We're the only species on the planet that stops playing once we reach a certain age. It's like we have this weird adversity to enjoying life. You know, once we reach a certain age, our idea of maturity, our idea of adulthood is is very lame. Yeah, we get older and then if we dare have fun, we say, what are we doing having fun? We're supposed to be working. We're That's right. Be, we're, I'm not productive right now. I'm not being productive. Yeah. We even call it working out. We can't even yeah. enjoy our movement, right? We can't even enjoy playing. As adults, we have to call it working out. As is kids, that what you think of it as? Absolutely, hundred percent. So, so when we, I'm calling it training. Yeah, you were playing. I'm playing. I'm training. You're playing. I'm playing around. We're man. both doing the same. Same. Shit. Same thing. Yeah. Right. Same exact thing. When we were kids, where did we go to get our physical exercise? To the playground. Bingo. Bingo, man. We and went if the to playground the playground. Was closed. You just hung out in the street until the cops chased. That's right. <laughs> Which was totally fun. And, uh, man. We, we, stop, we, we, we stop recess, right? But Jesus, Jesus says, man, you know, I'm always talking about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus always, he says, man, the way to heaven is by remembering your childlike heart. And to me, you know, hey, I, I, can't, I can't say, oh, this is what he meant, right? I can just say this is what I think he meant. You know, to me, that means recapturing and living in that state of endless wonderment with existence. And, and innocence. Yeah, that state of, uh, you know, lack of judgment. And when I say lack of judgment, I don't mean lack of discernment. I mean lack of judgment. Again, in the scriptures, right, God says uh, judgment is the Lord's. Right? It's not my it's not my job to judge other people and the way they live their lives. We don't do that when they're kids. When we're when we're kids, rather. When we're kids, it's like, hey, you wanna play? Sweet. Me right. too. Let's play. What's your name? Cool. <laughs> you know? That's pretty much it. So it's like there's this openness to life. There's this willingness to embrace life and to experience life without a um this overarching sense of uh responsibility or guilt, right, for either doing or not doing. And it's active. When we're kids, we are in the earth. We are moving, making mud pies, playing around. You know, we age and what happens, dude? We, we end up in wheelchairs. We're literally, you know, just like sitting in chairs with wheels, right. hunched over, frozen in our, our bodily prisons. And so to be a sleepy monkey is to re-enter the garden 
to to re-enter the jungle. I like that. To run through the woods and to swing on vines and to leap over logs and to do so not with this rigid grind core mentality. Got to grind the day, man. <laughs> Are you talking about me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm wearing the grind them down shirt right now. That's funny. Right. Um, but no, no, it's you know we have this. We love to be extreme. Yes, we it's do. like one. Right. The pendulum's got to be on one end or the other, yeah. and it's like right. you know either we've got to be just lazy. Smoking weed all day, watching cartoons, you know what I mean? Just like, I don't know, apparently doing nothing with our lives. Or we got to be like, you know, up at 4 a.m., you know, uh, working out, crushing it for an hour before I go to the office and make 120K this week. Work life, grind life, entrepreneur. Hashtag. No, no weed for those people. Right, right. Probably coke. And it's like, and you know what the fu- well, yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like both, <laughs> both, both of those are like equally toxic mentalities of life. Yes, right, right. You know, um, we're talking about the middle. Here. That's right. The Buddha talks. You know, Siddhartha, the Buddha, he talks about the middle way, the middle path, the middle pillar. Right. It's like, isn't that balance? Yeah. Right, we're always talking about balance, 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 and right. yet in one breath we talk about balance, and, and then and then in our lives we're constantly swinging from one extreme to the other, and then just talking about how much we need balance. And every year it's the same resolution. This yeah. year's the year I find balance. Look, I'm always typing because it's always on social media, yeah. right? But I mean, I, that's a good point. Every year you there's articles about getting balanced, yeah, and and then right after you flip the page. If you're reading a magazine, maybe you're reading on your phone. Nobody but. reads magazines anymore. <laughs> That's right. And then you get to the next article, and it's about how to, you know, power up your charge up the hill to yeah. muscle mega mayhem, whatever. That's right. And you know, man. And it's like, where where's all this really going? When when I was a kid, when you were a young man in the '80s, we watched. Die Hard. Yeah. Right? Right. And we saw Bruce Willis kicking ass, man. Right. He had no shoes on. Yeah, that's right. Walking on glass, man. And like I wanna I was like, I wanna be yeah. that guy when I grow up. But you, but like that dude is miserable. No, well well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was but a he was, shit day. He but had. he was but <laughs> yeah, but he was a, his physique was is attainable. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's sustainable. Right. It's realistic. Bruce Willis in Die Hard looks like he wakes up, eats eggs and bacon, does 25 jumping jacks, 25 push-ups, know, 10 squats, and goes to work. Probably eats a sandwich for lunch and comes home and eats like a rotisserie chicken with some broccoli. You know what I mean? Right. Does the same thing the next day. We're not we're, – we're living in a culture right now where even in – I already mentioned like how toxic the fitness world can be, and even in our own in our own little neck of the industry, right in the steel mace world. And hey, I've been part of it, right? We all like it's like we get obsessed with things, and we should like. This is I always have to preface this with when I when I'm saying some things, I'm not saying things as a criticism. This is not a criticism 
of becoming obsessed with our craft. Yeah, this you're is talking not about an observation. That's correct. This and is not. That's a very good point about you that I've come to know over the years and becoming your friend is that I never, ever sense you criticizing anybody, but you are a brilliant observer of humans and how they how they behave and you're like you're the mirror you know you can hold up a mirror to people mm. and if you people could take that crit you know take it not as a criticism but almost as a hey this guy kind of knows some stuff that's the way i i look at it and I, I i think that's oh thanks man i i just learned things through my own experience right you know and it's like and i'm 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 a human so i fall into these things I fall into doing these things yeah, myself. That's, that's awesome, right? And then I and then I see it because we always project, right? And so then we start to see things, right. and we start to feel uncomfortable about things we see. And you, you know, we can. It can be very tempting to see things that rub us the wrong way, that irritate us. It can be very tempting to point fingers and be like, "That irritates me." That person is doing this, this, and this, and here's why this is wrong. But I found that in the past, when I've felt that way, often it's a signal to me that it's probably something that I'm doing myself, mm -hmm. that I am noticing in someone else because it's easier to find fault in someone else than it is to find fault in ourselves. And so anytime I, f I feel a little like funky about something, my first response these days, and, and I, this wasn't always the way, this is just because I'm an idiot and an asshole and I've learned, right? That, that I'm an idiot and an asshole. So it's like, okay, so if I'm feeling a certain way about something, maybe that indicates it's not something about the person that I'm seeing that in, but maybe that means something about me. Right. So if I'm noticing this grindcore mentality taking over, okay, am I living in a grindcore mentality and subconsciously I know it's not right so that I'm, I'm now noticing, oh, this, these people with their grindcore mentality, that's so toxic, blah, 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 blah. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> What am, uh, hello, I'm up at three fucking 15 in the morning, <laughs> a lot of days, yeah. drinking my caffeine at 4 a.m., ready to go. Why? Why? Because you got to go. Because I got to go, <laughs> right? And, and I honestly, man, I've had, to, I've had to stop this year because my business has done well. I've been very blessed. COVID-19 has wrecked a lot of people's lives. And I almost feel guilty because as a teacher, as a coach, and as a corrective massage therapist, my work has had no lack. I have been as busy as can be, and I have done well. As a result, I've become incredibly future-oriented. Go, go, go. I got to get up. Oh, I got okay. so much work to do. Right. Yada, yada, yada. And I've fallen into it. So that's the thing. And this is what I love about the practice of Sleepy Monkey. I am not Sleepy Monkey. Okay, that's, a, that's an important thing to know. Yes. 
I am not Sleepy Monkey. People people call me, uh, like, as, a, as a, a term of endearment, they call me Monkey. Yeah. Okay? Right. My whole family yells, the, the monkey is here, the monkey is here. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and I, man, I, I love it. It makes me feel like a million bucks, you yeah. know? Um, on Instagram, my handle's the Sleepy Monkey Man, right? That's kind of the what I've become known as. But I am not Sleepy Monkey. Okay, who I, is? I, there, no, every, there, no one is Sleepy Monkey. Sleepy Monkey is an ideology. Sleepy Monkey is a philosophy. So is this like when I used to watch the Kung Fu movies when I was a kid and it was the, the drunken, the drunken, what was it? Remember that one? Drunken Monkey. It was Drunken Monkey. Yeah. yeah, so is this something similar? Like, are we talking? Because that's like a real style. Yeah. That was a legit style from Kung Fu days. Yeah. So is Sleepy Monkey a actual style of fighting? Because you you do practice martial arts, and I that's do, but no. So okay, so here's a great distinction. Sleepy Monkey, and I want to be clear about this. Sleepy Monkey is not a martial art. Okay. Sleepy Monkey is a movement art. It is a healing art that is heavily heavily influenced by martial arts specifically chen tai chi okay chen tai chi yes now i don't want to branch off the if there's something important you want to say keep staying with it but i do want to make sure we talk about what chen tai chi is because yeah i myself am interested in martial arts i don't practice them but i do pretend I practice them, you know, like when nobody's looking, I go, wah, and I do all that stuff. So do you want to talk about that? Or, sure, Okay, man. so what's um, Chen Tai Chi, and how does it tie in with Sleepy Monkey, and is this exactly the type of stuff that we're going to be learning on your workshop, Dan? Mm, so excellent questions, man. Thank you. Um, thanks for asking them. <laughs> Thank you for thanking me. <laughs> so, okay. Um, all right. I'll begin with this. Okay, so I, I already said Sleepy Monkey is a movement art. Right. Heavily, and it's a healing art. And that's the cornerstone. The cornerstone of Sleepy Monkey is healing. And Sleepy Monkey has taken me through an incredible healing process. I've had serious brain injuries. I've got some interesting diagnoses. By all accounts, according to medical science, I am a walking miracle. What I have done, and let me rephrase that, because that was a little prideful. What the practices that I've incorporated into my life have brought me and have, 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 have given to me has done things that the doctors do not understand, that should not have happened to the point where the last time I was at Jefferson Hospital to see the gastroenterologist who specializes in gastroparesis, which is a condition that I have from one of the head injuries, he could not believe, he, he, was, he was trying to get me to admit that I was on anabolic steroids. He straight up asked me, he said, are you on steroids? And I, I mean, on one hand, I was incredibly offended. And on the other hand, I was, I was like, that's the best compliment <laughs> yes. you could have ever given me, man. Right, right. <laughs> Because people who have the diagnosis that I do should not look the way I look, should not be acting the way I act. People who have the same diagnosis are in the hospital on feeding tubes, 
You know, you can see every bone in their body. It's horrible, man. But there's answers for this stuff. There's answers. So I want to be clear at its heart, Sleepy Monkey is a healing practice that incorporates both, uh, I shouldn't say both, it incorporates philosophy, it incorporates spirituality. We talk a lot about God. And this is going to be happening in the workshop? Absolutely. Okay. It incorporates movement. And we're going to be, you're going to be mentioning spirituality and God in heck, the workshop? Heck yeah, man. Let me say heavens, yeah. Okay. Heavens, I, yes. I, the only reason why I just paused on that was because um, some people are not into religion. So are we, um, what, what do you say to those people about coming to your workshop? Cool. This is the thing. Come anyway. Come for some foot. Listen, for some people, for some people, Sleepy Monkey is just an exercise routine. Okay. That meets their needs. For others, it becomes a complete way of living. And the joke these days is that we're a cult. And yeah, sure, whatever. Call us a cult. I don't care. You know what I mean? Well, if we're a cult, so be it. Culture. But, Exactly. It's but a culture. This is the thing. It's we're not we're not a we're we're not there is no guru. I am not a guru. Right. Okay. I, I I am just as dumb as the rest of the world. Okay. This is not the end all be all. This is just one approach to life. And when it comes to the spirituality that is contained within Sleepy Monkey, we explore. We explore the ancient wisdom teachings okay so we read the writings of the old mystery schools we explore hermetic philosophy we explore hey we swing the mace right and the mace is a yogic practice and that's another thing we'll talk about yogic practice meaning yoga that's correct okay yoga how i didn't know that mm. yoga had mace involved in it so the word yoga means devotion Okay. This is very important. The word yoga means devotion. And as we're moving into this next phase in our culture, we are going to be bringing back the sincerity, and I already used the word the austerity, to some of these practices that have now been introduced to us here in the West that we have, that have, we have disrespected, yet we have had to because us in America, we are a little intimidated by things that are too sacred. So we need to profane them a little bit to make it palatable, right? We need, we need to add the sugar in. We like sugar. I like sugar a lot, okay? I do not ever want people, I don't like to put on airs, you know that. So I don't, I love sugar, man. Give me four teaspoons of sugar in my coffee, okay? We like when things taste sweet. If the Hindu yogis brought real Hindu yoga to the States, no one would do it. <laughs> Not a single person, maybe three, you know, maybe a, a small handful of people would, would catch on. It's the precise reason why Chen as a martial art, Chen Tai Chi, is not more popular. It's hard, it's boring. It is not external. We're not getting into a ring and, and, and fighting people. It is an internal martial art. Its focus is on aligning the body. It's actually quite esoteric. Uh, my teacher likes to say, this is not magic, but I, I disagree with him on that. 
you know, we magic. That's a whole other topic. Well, you mentioned uh, like be like a child earlier, uh, have innocence. A lot of children believe in magic. Yes. So there you go. Yes. And, and, you know, it's like uh, it is magical in that regard because we start to bring our body to this internal state that is very physical. Mm -hmm. And as a result, these intellectual and emotional changes take place. This is why, though, Sleepy Monkey exists and why I am not here to teach Chen. I'm here to teach Sleepy Monkey. Mm. Chen is a beautiful practice. It is one of the essentials in, in my foundation. I would say that if it is my home base, And all of the movement in Sleepy Monkey has grown from the Garden of Chen. However, it does not make you a better person. It makes you a much more capable person. But it does not do anything for the heart. This is where Sleepy Monkey comes in. Because my path is not one of a martial focus. My path is a focus on exploring the heart space, the temple of the heart. And so to bring the physical practice and these traditions from, from Chen, which and, and the name comes from Chen Village in China. Okay. The Grand Master is Chen Chaowang. He's 17th generation Grand Master. And you know, I could talk about the lineage. It's boring. Though. That tradition eventually reaches Pennsylvania. And my teacher, and I, and I study with him. Now I come to the path a philosopher, a seeker of wisdom. I come to the path steeped in the mystery traditions, steeped in mysticism, alchemy, and Christianity. And so I discover these practices in a time where I need great healing. And just like ingredients in a soup that blend together perfectly, you know, this is a yin and a yang situation where east meets west. And it's funny because uh, it's eastern physical practice with western philosophy. Western philosophy coming from the Hermetic, uh, Hermetic philosophy, uh, Christianity. Uh, although we could also say that these are Near Eastern philosophies. Okay, all right. Um, because truly, Christianity is a Near Eastern uh, religion. Yeah. It well. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is amazing stuff now. So in order, so for your workshop, which. By the way, I don't know if you said, uh, how many hours is this workshop? So it's nine to five. It's nine to so five. So there will so. be seven hours of material. We'll break for an hour okay. for lunch. All right. And for a full hour. People need to eat. Yeah. They need to digest. And we only have seven hours. Right? That's the thing. Right. Yes. Um, it's not enough time. It's, really. so this is a lifetime. Right. This is a lifetime practice. And... So, okay, so now if we're spending seven hours, 
going over this stuff. Yeah. Can you uh, explain with uh, obviously you're not going to explain every detail of what you know people got to just go and find out. But what what are we going to be? Uh, what do we have to prepare for? How do how should we prepare for it? Because oh, um, yeah. it's a it's a whole day event. Um, and just give us a hint as to what to expect. Because understand, I mean, I sat here uh, with you earlier. We were talking and. I know what to expect, but it's, um, you know, a lot of people, I don't want you to get scared is what I'm <laughs> saying to the audience, you know, like, oh my God, what did, what's going to happen there? Am I going to be exhausted, tired by the end of the day? I won't even be able to drive home. Are we swinging a mace for hours and hours? Um, I'm sure people are thinking that right now. Well, the mace And Sleepy Monkey is the icing on the cake. I like icing. It's what makes the cake look good. Okay. Right? It's like the cheese on the broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> is there going to be a lot of cheese or just a little bit? Well, so folks know who I am because of the mace. Yeah. This is kind of where I get to finally share with folks who are not actually a part of the Sleepy Monkey School, what we actually do, what we actually study in Sleepy Monkey. And the mace is such a small little part of it. So the majority of the seminar, and this might disappoint some people, but the majority of the seminar will have nothing to do with the mace. Okay. Um, in fact, most of the morning will be spent working on learning and refining meditation. And I mean demystifying meditation. People will leave the seminar with a solid understanding, at least to get them truly started. Okay, that's... On meditation. Yeah, that's big. Um I'm looking forward to that particular detail because I am not doing a good job with meditation. I try it, and I and and I'm picturing this workshop is going to be ideal for me because I can't just go somewhere for 45 minutes to an hour and break through into meditation. It's I know it's not going to work for me. I need to spend quality time doing it. Oh man, I'm listen. Meditation, and I'll, I'll get into it in depth, obviously, at the seminar, but just like a lot of things, uh, and this will kind of bring me back to where I was saying, you know, we're, when it comes to the, the yoga thing, right? So, like, bringing back some of the sincerity to these practices. We like things that are easy and easily accessible. So, you know, there's been a whole lot of find a comfortable position to sit in, relax, breathe deep. Uh, no, that's not how you meditate. That's how you take a nap. You know? Yeah, right. And so, uh, so and with yoga, right? Like like yoga, mick yoga, which is kind of when I was in college and we were studying uh, Hinduism, the class, the, yoga had just become really popular on campus. So we used to joke, you know, we were all like stuck up in our like intellectualism. God, the girls walking around with their yoga, you know, mats, and we would make fun of them. And, you know, it was terrible. We were, we had the wrong perspective. Yeah. What I'm saying is the whole McYoga trend has opened up the doorway 
for people to begin to experience these things. The mace trend has now opened up the doorway for right. people to begin to experience these things. Now that they are in the shallow end and it feels good, now we can say, okay, let me take you into the deep end and actually teach you how to swim and dive deep so you can discover the treasures that are down here. Because swinging the mace is a yogic practice. It's a practice of devotion. It works specifically on opening up our heart space. It's neurologically powerful. It's emotionally powerful. There's a reason all of these, these, these ripped, like hardened dudes are having emotional experiences swinging a stick. There's a very direct scientific yeah. spiritual reason and we're going to dig into that yeah that's a good point because if you go on instagram and you follow people swinging a mace whether they're in the beginning middle or end of their well not the end there's really no end but you know what i mean they're whether they're just starting out or not they will often post something up where they're tapping into or they're they're mentioning how they tapped into something they might not even say their heart. They might not right. even say emotion. But if you read between the lines, oh, that's yeah. exactly they're they're con they're making a connection, um, and of course it's physical what they're doing. So are you also saying that it is a connection of the physical to the spiritual, um, in the sense of spiritual? Not I'm not saying religion, but just um, something else beyond the concrete world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, that is what Western spirituality has dropped the ball on at large, is the inclusion of a physical practice yeah, in right. our f experience of faith, whatever that faith may be. You know, we have the physical practice of prayer, right? We can enter into a space with prayer. But what the, um, you know, devotees in the East show us really well, whether it be uh, Buddhism or Hinduism, is the, the practice of yoga, the practice of meditation. And this is the big thing. This will lead us to meditation, right? right. Meditation is a physical practice. In the West, we compartmentalize everything. And, and it serves a good purpose. It's not one side's good, one side's bad. No, we, 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 the West needs the East, and the East needs the West. We have different perspectives of the mountain, and both are valid, and both are a, you know, a, a part of the whole of the mountain. And so because we compartmentalize things, we've separated this is a physical practice. This is a mental practice. This is a spiritual practice. Right, right. Right. And so now we're trying to approach what should be approached as a physical practice, as a mental or a spiritual practice. And we're trying to approach a, uh, you know, what should be approached as a spiritual practice as a physical practice. So, for instance, we approach yoga, which is traditionally spiritual. We approach it purely from physical when it comes to meditation right which should be approached initially from the physical we try to approach it from the spiritual right now in the east these distinctions don't exist 
There is no such thing as mental, spiritual, physical. It's all the same thing. A spirit, there is no distinction mm-hmm. between the physical self and the spirit. Right. So if we're working on the physical self, it's going to have spiritual effects or mental effects. And this is what we'll get into in the seminar when it comes to demystifying meditation. Okay, well, let me challenge you with this uh, kind of a simpleton style question. But if, if, if it's all one, then how come uh, you have so many people in the West where, you know, weightlifting, bodybuilding and stuff like that, but they, how come it doesn't become spiritual for them? Great question. Well, this is where the direction of intent becomes very important. So aware of it being a spiritual practice and then intentionally making it that. Yeah. Along with the physical. I mean, wait. So just being aware. Yeah. Acknowledging it. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to be helping people with that? Because... The reason why I say helping, you know, in the in the workshop, yeah. the reason why I say helping because we get lost in our own underwear, right? I'm gonna be out there doing whatever, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna forget, right? Like, and I think that's always the problem. People, they're they're taught this. Oh, okay, well, today we're gonna do this, and this is gonna, and you're gonna think about this, and you're gonna do that, but then you get caught up. Mm-hmm. You get caught up in your in your stuff, and then you're, and then you get frustrated. So I'm almost asking you, are you going to help everybody reach that level? We are going to learn how to meditate. We're going to learn how to breathe. Breath. Really breathe, yeah. right? There's a lot of different ways to breathe. The way we're going to learn one very specific way to breathe. It's not the end all be all of breathing, but it is the way we breathe. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn intense and deep inner proprioception. By the way, this is all going to come around to answer that question. Okay. I trust you. We're going to get into some very deep mobility work, which is going to be breaking up adhesions in people's skeletal system. It's going to be melting fascial adhesions in their musculature, okay, as well as neurologically propriocepting the body in a way that for a lot of people, until it becomes part of their reality, it seems like magic. It seems mystical. And then we're going to be picking up the mace and we're going to be doing some really rad mace stuff. Okay. Everything we do is going to be accessible and repeatable. I could sit up in front of the class and talk for hours about diving into the 10 Sephirot on the Kabbalic Tree of Life. Oh, please we, do. We could talk for hours about the, the the path of the soul that's presented in the deck of the tarot, right? We could talk for hours and hours and hours about, I don't know, depth psychology, okay? Or... We can say, hey, none of us 
got time for that shit. <laughs> because we all got mouths to feed, we got bills to pay, yeah. we got to go to work, and we're not living in a monastery. Yeah. Right. right? So my job, <laughs> my job is to take <laughs> a monastery's worth of attainable peace and teach it to folks in a way that they can incorporate just in a little bit of time in their day into their life to that a system that will result in bringing them solace amidst this chaotic uncertainty that we're all finding ourselves washed away in. Yeah, and I'd like to point out that even if COVID-19 didn't exist and the world was a hunky-dory place, there'd still be chaos in your life. Yeah. So this is a normal, that we're in normalcy, that life is chaotic. And there's also order, and there's order coming out of chaos and chaos coming out of order. Uh, but what people seem to lack is the tools to be able to navigate and move through it without it beating them up. That's right. Like they just got punched in the face by Mike Tyson a hundred times. That's right. So sounds like to me what you're offering in your workshop is going to give people those tools. I know breath work is huge. And as a firefighter, um, I've been very interested in it. Um, and, you know, so meditation and breath work together for me is a huge thing to study and practice. Yeah. I need that, and that's why I'm going. Um, and I know other people need that. And you don't have to be a fireman or you know just anybody really. You know, f you got to find the the right way to to handle this this chaos and everything. But now, uh, outside of the steel mace work, which is physical, and you know you might break a, break a sweat, and you, you know you might get a little pump in the muscles, whatever. Is there any other thing that you're going to cover? that's more physical uh, that people need to be aware of? You know, like, well, we doing a lot of push-ups or anything? No. Okay. No, no. Um, that's we, just it. Okay. We're not, this is not going to be a seminar to grind through. This is, uh, this isn't about me giving y'all a great workout. In fact, it's not about me making anybody even like a sleepy monkey coach or anything. Y'all like there will be coach there will be coaches there. Yeah. People already have their professions. Yeah. Right. right? This is about presenting the information in a way that it can be absorbed. You can take it home. Mm -hmm. You can work through it, mm -hmm. and you you folks will leave yeah. with with these tools. And once you have these tools, they're yours. And this is what I say to every single one of my students constantly. No one pays me to work out. You're not paying me for a workout, all right? I'm not your I'm I'm not your personal trainer. You are buying these tools you are buying these exercises once you buy them they're yours you own them and so now you take them you use them in your own life and it should it be your prerogative to take those tools and to put them to work 
not just in your own health, but even for your own bank account, by all means, go do it. Right. Go do it. Go share this information with the world. And if people want to pay you for it, let them pay you for it. Because, good Lord, folks, have go, we go to the bar and we drop plenty of money on beer. We drop plenty of money yeah. on cable. And you know what? We've got. It's not that we don't have the money. We've got the money. Right. So, so take these tools that I'm offering. You put them in your belt, and you go out into the world. Yeah. And do the heavy lifting, and let people pay you for them, and change your life, and let those people change their lives. We're not changing their lives. We're presenting the information. They then take the tools and they change their lives. And and this information. These practices, I cannot be more sincere when I say these are life-changing, astoundingly life-changing. I'll get into it in the seminar. Yeah. You know, you know a little bit about my story. Yeah. I keep yeah. my story under wraps. I, and, and that's the thing, you know, we keep this stuff pretty hush-hush simply because we kind of like it. We just like it that way. We, you know, the, the people that I work with, we're kind of private people. That's all, you know, so like we, uh, but I'll share a bit about the seminar. You know, these practices have literally produced miracles in my life. And it's not miraculous. It just looks miraculous. This is not supernatural. This is literally just how it is. Is. It's how it always has been. These are human practices. No, I am not superhuman. Nothing that I'm doing is superhuman. You know, the breath work that I'm doing is very human. Yeah. The meditation work that I do is very human. That's it, man. Well, I saw you earlier jump into the air and you landed with your legs crossed. So that might not be supernatural, but I don't know what the F that is. All I know is you were in there on your in with your feet up off the ground, and then when you landed, you were sitting cross-legged. <laughs> and we were cracking up. And I mean it the way you move and and you know people gotta understand this. You, you move like a sleepy monkey. You know, you look you look awesome when you move. You're you're like uh, connected to the ground, and and um, you could see you you know Tai Chi. You could tell. I, you could just tell. I also like that the seminar is you know seven hours long because that means that we're not going to be rushing, cramming, yeah, uh, you know, trying to force feed ourselves all this information, keeping our eye on the clock. Yeah. That's important because that's how we are doing everything nowadays. Like I'm looking right now at the clock and we got two minutes left before the podcast is over and we could keep going on and on. You know, nobody wants to rush with this information. Yeah. And I think, and and I know you're, um, you're, you're a young guy, but you're very patient. Like you're, you got like, this incredible patience that I've never seen in people uh, your age, um, and you're gonna you're gonna teach a great workshop. I could tell. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I encourage everybody to um, to go. It's it's in New Jersey. It's on a Saturday. Um, if you got issues with getting there, driving there, 
uh, or maybe, you know, you're going to need a place to sleep or something. I don't know. Whatever your issues are, don't make those the, don't make those the thing that makes you not go. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but, you know, a lot of people will find any excuse you know, to avoid doing something when they especially know that it's it's good for them. I don't know why humans do that, but I do it. We all do it. But uh, here's the thing. I know after we do this workshop that you're always attainable, right? People can always reach out and say, hey, Andrew, Absolutely, I, you know, I was at your workshop and I and I forgot. Like this thing or that thing? I'm, am I uh, going too far saying that you would be fine with talking to them and no, not at and, all, and not maybe even all. doing like a video call or something to, to yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to no make I'm, assumptions, but I'm reachable, you know, yeah. I'm accessible. I'm. It's one of those things where uh, I, I I tell everybody, my students know well. More than likely, you're not going to hear back from me in 30 seconds, right? You know, yes, you, that you is know true. Well yes, I, I'm, I'm I. Do a lot of things, right? But so you, I, we do hear guy, back from you. But you definitely. will, you will hear back from yeah. me. That's right. You might not hear back from me in thirty seconds or a right. minute. Sometimes not even a day. But you always hear back from me. All right, that's but right. That, that's important. And and the thing is, like I said, if if you have problems uh, getting there or whatever, like I was just saying, before you give up, reach out to Andrew. Talk to him about it. Yeah. Reach out to me. I live in New Jersey. Uh, you know, we could talk to the people that are going. There could be carpooling, whatever. I'm just, I'm just throwing spitballs here. The first order of business is, if if it's going to be, you know, uh, something that you think you're not going to be able to go because of a certain obstacle, without having that defeatist mentality, <laughs> you know, reach out to us. Try to make it happen. I guarantee you. I'm putting my reputation on that. This is something that you don't want to miss. Thanks, man. I, I know it's going to be it's going to be my uh, what do you call it uh, life life changing for people. Um, you're a talented uh, person, and and you have this uh, ability to teach. That uh, uh, that's one thing. Some people they know stuff, but they can't teach it. And that's what I'm trying to say here, uh, you know, with your patience and everything, that you're a capable person of delivering the information. And I know that this information is um, deep. It's deep stuff. Like you said, some of it's thousands of years old. Yeah. So you got to have somebody that knows what they're doing, what they're talking about. And that's why I'm saying I guarantee it because I know. I know what you're capable of. So that's it. Thanks, man. I want everybody to go make sure – you, um, if you have any uh, questions, you can reach out to either one of us um, at Steel Mace Nation, and you can DM me there on Instagram. And uh, all right, tell everybody all the details they need to know about the uh, sure. sign up and everything. All right, so Martial Strength Training Academy, Branchburg, New Jersey, February twelfth, nine to five. Sign up is on Martial Strength's website. You can Google them. You can go to their Instagram. They've got a link right there. Um, go to their website. Click events. They'll say Sleepy Monkey Mace Experience. Now, as I just said, that's a little bit of a misnomer. Because actually, we'll be doing some mace work. But the focus of the seminar is certainly not on the mace. Um, but it is a big part of it. Um, you can find me always at Sleepy Monkey Man on Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to give you my phone number here, but I will give it to you on Instagram. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, man, if uh, for folks who come to the seminar, make sure you bring a notebook and a pen, uh, a meditation cushion or a yoga block if you have one, and of course your mace and a lot of water. Like a gallon of water? Yeah, you know. It depends how much you want to pee. There's only one bathroom. <laughs> I've been there. So, uh, and you, you don't know. want to have a full bladder when you're. No, nah, ration yourself. But um, that's the thing. We're not going to be sweating like crazy. The mace work's not going to be super easy, but it's it, we're not going to be um, dying. But we will, everyone will leave this seminar feeling uplifted. Everyone will leave this seminar feeling like they got their money's worth. I can guarantee you that. Mm. Everyone will leave the seminar with something that will either change their life or the life of their students and clients. That's it, man. That's nice, man. And also, uh, in closing, too, I, I could tell people, you know, with the mace, you will be showing people stuff that they might not have ever done that's right you're you're on that level there too yes i just like i said we were working out this morning and you showed me some cool stuff and you know all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna close this up i just <laughs> want to say you were doing something with the mace and it was so simple looking when you first look at it but then you start to realize how you were properly doing the movement, and then we we were talking about it all excited. Uh, it's just, I, I'm telling you, the, the May stuff is going to be good, too. That's all I'm trying to say. So that's it. Thanks you're for coming. You're great, man. Thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate Thank it. You Thank so you, much. Shared Universe. You're awesome. Shared Universe Podcast Studio is in Red Bank, New Jersey, and also in Homedale, New Jersey, um, at the Bellworks uh, building. It's a giant building. It's awesome there. Um and if you want to do a podcast, like you see we're doing one right now, it's real simple. You go on their website and you uh, you click the time slot you want. You pay. You come. They hook you up with everything. They're super-duper professional, and it's a lot of fun. They make it so easy. You could do your own podcast. That's it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next episode. See, man, an hour just goes by too